repent and believe in the gospel. These are among the very first words we hear of Jesus speaking at the start of his public life and ministry. Now, without mentioning the word sin, Jesus is actually speaking about sin. Have you ever wondered how many kinds of sins there are? Or how many there are? Well, I can't tell you how many there are, because I don't know. But I can tell you among the different types of sins, that which exists. There's original sin, and actual or personal sin, mortal sin, and venial sin, sins of the flesh, capital or deadly sin, sins that sins against the vert against sins against widows and orphans and aliens, sins of the spilling and letting of innocent blood, sins of the passions, sins of commission and of omission, and there is besetting sin. What is this type of sin, you might be asking yourselves? Besetting sin is a sin to which we are very much attached. It is a sin that we commit over and over again. It's a sin that we're very good at. We enjoy committing it. It's a sin that we practice a lot. You might even say at which we have become quite proficient. Now, while all sins are not of the same seriousness, in reality, that doesn't make much difference. Sin is sin, always and everywhere. Jesus doesn't say in the gospel, turn from and repent of the small sins you commit, or of the sins you never commit, or of the ones that are repulsive to you, he makes no distinction. Repent, period, is what he says. Jesus invites us to change, to stop, to make a sharp turn in our lives, to do an about-face, as it were, and to go in a different direction. This about-face involves not listening to the enticements of the Prince of Darkness, the father of lies, and to begin to follow more and more closely the teaching, the commands and ordinances, the example and morality of Jesus and the gospel. Can this be done? Yes. Is it easy? No. Does it involve a struggle or a fight? Yes. Will we always be successful? Not always. What pleases God are our intentions and the actual efforts and accomplishments in repentance and bringing our lives more and more into conformity with the gospel and Christ's way of life. Look at Nineveh, for example. Pagan Nineveh was on a surefire fast track for punishment and destruction from God because of its lifestyle and of its, the sins of its people. 
The people listened to the preaching of Jonah, that forty days more in the city, its people, its animals, everything would be destroyed. The people of this great and enormous city believed God. They proclaimed a fast, they put on sackcloth, they changed their ways. They repented and turned from their evil way of life. God saw by their actions how they had turned from their sin and their evil ways, and he repented, we are told, of the evil he had threatened. He did not carry it out. When we repent and show by our actions that we are turning from our sins and evil ways, God, rich in mercy, compassion, relenting in punishment, treats us like he does the people of Nineveh. In the prologue to his rule, St. Benedict reiterates the teaching and the commands that we hear in today's gospel. Jesus desires that we repent, that we turn from our sins. St. Benedict lays before us a way of life which enables us to do just that, and so then live a holy life, a life more godlike, according to the gospel, as we turn then from our sins. At the core of this teaching is the heart, the seat of our ability to understand, to love, to decide, to turn from sin, and so return to God from whom we have strayed through disobedience, negligence, and sloth. St. John's Cassian's teaching on purity of heart, or charity, is likewise important and has a place in repentance. It provides the groundwork and the pattern for our hastening toward the kingdom of God. Together with purity of heart and a contrite heart, we are then able to advance on the path of purification and holiness and so return to God. A dynamic at work in us as we tread on the path of repentance and purification is a reorientation of our whole life to God, a conversion to God of our whole heart, soul, will, being as we turn from our evil and sinful ways. What makes this possible for us is our responding to the initiative which God lances for us. God, who is merciful, compassionate, and who loves us first so that we might love. God reaches to us, like the people of Nineveh, with salvation, forgiveness, and life. Let us repent, then, of our sin and evil ways, and so be embraced by him.